Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the End the Sales Podcast, which again is brought to you by our show sponsors, Manscaped. The best in men's below in the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineers tools for your family jewels. And I must say, boys, they do give this wee body owner as well, which keeps them fresh and smelling lovely. And have engineered the <laughs> ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, by the way, has a torch so you can see everything. Has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and comes with additional guards size one to four, so you can trim whatever size you want to fine tune your trim. And thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, you can now feel confident shaving your balls, again, as you Scottish people would say. <laughs> so we join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CELTS at manscaped.com. And the link will be in the tri- description below. And again, as I said last week, it's a, a brilliant idea for Christmas, John, isn't it, in terms of a gift for a family member, a relative, a friend, whoever really? No, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think we as well, we can all admit, like, I think we are guilty of letting ourselves go a wee bit during lockdown oh, as well. Whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Most people yourself, have let themselves right. go. <laughs> but uh, perfect opportunity for um, guys to get themselves back in, well, I was going to say in shape, but kind of sort themselves <laughs> out a wee bit. But even, even for any girls that are listening, man, like, if, if you've got a partner who could do a wee bit of a trim as well, like, yeah. But then they all want to be flossing, John. But then they all want to be flossing. That's very true. What about yourself, Franny? How you feel about the gift, the twenty percent off? I know you said last week you're going to treat yourself. Have you done it yet? Oh, I've I've given myself. I've got a wee buzz cut off the the barber, then I've gave myself a wee buzz cut below. Got to try these blades out. Got to try these blades out. See what they do. As always, going for the skin fade down below. Oh, <laughs> and, as, and as always, boys, I mean, your balls will thank you. So get on that 20% offer and we'll keep this podcast moving. Joined by my co host, John, and show regular Francis. How are you both? Good, mate. Good, good. It's good to be back on. Yeah, all good, Stephen. All good. Well, obviously, again, it's been a, it's been a nice weekend and that summer call at the Liberty Old Final. And Posta oh, well. made his 55th uh, Cup final already. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, pal. By the way, can I just say as well, uh, just before we continue, like, if I sound a wee bit, I've got a wee bit of a blocked nose in that, so if I sound a bit funny, I just want to put that out there. That's why I'm not Mark, you always sound funny. It's all, all good, John, all good. But it's, as, as Francis alluded to, I mean, before we go on to the game, we'll have to revisit Anne's Postal Code. First season, first final. Many believe, John, when he came in, this would be a job that would... Take ages to rebuild for the team to get into his style of football, but I don't know if you've seen the open goal interview that he that he done. No, I've, no with, I've uh, not seen it. Yeah, I'll need to watch it after this. I can't say with Simon Furry and obviously Paul Stanley. And again, it's just basically what he says all the time. He just oozes class, doesn't he? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to watching this interview. Actually, I've, been, I've since I've seen that they had advertised that uh, I've been waiting on it being released. So I saw that it was released earlier. Uh, so I need to get on that tonight. But I, uh, I think it's been a fantastic start for him as a manager. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, I think we were confident that he would maybe get. We've seen the early days, like what he was trying to build and what he was trying to do. We've started to see that come to fruition, and um, the, the sort of the way he wants the team to play and everything else. Things are starting to click. I still don't think it's fully there yet. I've said that before. Mm. Uh, but I mean, early signs are definitely positive, uh, and. For Ange to come in 
in the conditions that he did, the circumstances that he did, the rebuild that he's had to go through to then make his first cup final uh, is absolutely fantastic. And I mean, cup finals are there for everybody, as I say. Is it? <laughs> well, especially coming off that uh, manager of the month award, Franny. I mean, he's building a team you can see for a long term goal, a long term future of the club. He alluded to that at the AGM as well, but. Just for him to get into that final, and he, as he said, every every win with the with the team accelerates his process in terms of the style, and it's just brilliant to see, isn't it? I, well, I, I kind of if you look back in some of the other podcasts, I know I wasn't sort of a, his biggest. Would I say yeah. probably not saying his biggest fan is the right thing to say? It was just I was like many has gone. Who the hell is this guy? But then when you see his style, and like I touched on in earlier podcasts, and his reign is saying how a few pack up wins it helps the process because players will start believing in the, the sort of methods that you're actually giving out. And then he's obviously alluded to that after the weekend and obviously getting to a final as well further probably boosts that because it gives you the confidence. You're going, well, we're actually getting to the, getting to a final because of this, so there must be something in this. So uh, it's, it is sort of a, in simple terms. Anytime you if just try to play a new style, winning is essential, obviously, but it also helps get the players on board quicker and stuff because it could be it's obviously not going to be alien to the players but for what we're playing last season it's a total different style of what we're playing I mean you just need to look at the right, uh, the right your right and left back it, they're obviously doing these inverted uh, full backs so that's a total uh, sort of alien formation for the, the guys so when you're picking up results and getting good good performances and also getting to finals it's, you've got to assume you've, it can only help Postal Coglu and help the players go well uh, this is this is something we're buying into. We can properly buy into this and that we can believe in it. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know by now, John, the final's going to be green and white. <laughs> Not, no orange, <laughs> no blue inside. It's fantastic to see. So, I mean, <clears throat> going into obviously before the game, the tributes for Bernie All were flying out and Celtic chose to wear, wear number 10 on their shorts, which the game was fantastic. Number 10 scored in terms of James E. Forrest. Not his proper number, but again, it's number 10. And then the 10 for the other team in the final scored a hat-trick. So, the Birdie All final, it's, it's well built, built up to be, but we'll have to touch upon the Green Brigade, the Celtic support and their tributes and the, them displays, the pyrotechnics. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I know that the, the pyrotechnics uh, is kind of devised, like there's been a, a little bit divisive in terms of support. I've seen people uh, commend it. I've seen people like sort of say that it was stupid. What I will say is this, uh, I, I, I didn't see it, on the TV before the game, but the the TFO they had uh, that just said Bertie um, at the start of the game was incredible. I thought that was great, uh, but only sixty seventh minute when they done the the, <laughs> the dedication to Lisbon Lions and you seen all the phones and that. I think that's an incredible sight anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope and I really I mean I think there was a few matches at least towards the end of last season uh, earlier this year where that kind of disappeared for the games. Um, or it wasn't seen every game, which I think it, it needs to be a mainstay now um, because it's an incredible sight and it's an awesome tribute as well. I don't think we Celtic fans need to like sort of hold these guys uh, to the highest regard possible and, and honour them in any way we can. We, you mentioned it in the last episode and I firmly agree with it about the statues of the Celtic way, having them all lined up. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. But as, as fans, the, the, that, the 67th minute in the song was fantastic. I thought they... When they brought out the the big picture, uh, Bertie, uh, and then all the flares and that got lit, it was inc- it, it looks incredible. I, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Um, in terms of a visual spectacle, it looks fantastic. There's a photo as well. Uh, I actually saw Laura Bradburn shared that uh, on Twitter. Um, Kyogo. Uh, 
the one of Kyogo eye, oh, yeah. eye with the with the pyro behind them. You see all mm. the flares like that. Oh, what a fantastic ah, it's proper like. It is, it's incredible, and it, it definitely adds to the sort of air, the, the, the 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 visual aspect, so to speak. And you, you can add, you can say it adds in the atmosphere as well. It's impressive to kind of see those things. But we know, and this is what I find stupid. I mean, if if Green Brigade, and this is what I think Green Brigade should do, or the fans should do, is if and which there probably will be a fine of some sort uh, for use of the pyrotechnics again, because we've seen it numerous times. Uh, that some set up to, to cover the cost of it because it's it, I mean it was it was a trib a fitting tribute to Bertie it was it was something visually spectacular for me I, I, I quite liked it but we know the fines coming we know that, that these kind of things are are kind of stamped on heavy and people don't like it um, and some people thought it was stupid because again it, it they reckon it drags the, the club's name through the mud and the, the club have to pick up fines so I think if anything happens we should as fans collectively should pick up the cost. But I, I enjoyed it visually. I thought, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, for me anyway, uh, Franny, what John says there, it was an incredible visual on the TV. Obviously, I was watching it and even watching it, it kind of gave me goosebumps in the atmosphere with that song in the 67 minute, as, as John alluded to. It's fantastic. And I, I, I caught the video the Green Brigade put up on their YouTube channel, basically showing you how they made oh, all the banners and the, the things and bring them to the stadium, the preparation for it. And I know we talked about the Green Brigade previously and, and probably not so good of a light, but again, they do bring a plus point, and that facial aspect for Birdie Old was, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. Like, I think we even said it on when we were talking about them previously. It's like, me and, me and William, anyway, we were sort of a 50 50, and sometimes we're like off for them the next month. Like, oh, but I thought Saturday for me, it was at visually, it was brought in the display, brilliant and stuff. And I, I've like, I know I've kind of sort of a, been more side to the side where I'm. I don't know if saying against the Green Brigades uh, where I stand or stuff. It's just one of them where it's I just don't know with them sometimes and and things. But I think a bit of because of who it was, what it what was representing stuff on Saturday. I sort of was siding with them to an extent. I was even mm. with the pyrotechnics and that, that was a wee bit. It wasn't an issue because it gave me that kind of ultra sort of feel. Yes, I, kinda, I like that thing. I kind of love it. I kind of love it, and it's yeah. just. It obviously, like you say, it brings an atmosphere and stuff in it, and I know it kind of kills us more in Europe, but I like seeing it in Europe and a bit as well, just obviously when it's a wee bit darker, obviously it was a bit darker because of the time of year and stuff on Saturday, uh, it was also yeah. a wee bit, it was dark and stuff, I just, I have a bit of it, just, I love that it just brung, and I think, because we, we were obviously still drawing nil-nil at the time, and I don't know if maybe... The players maybe fed on that a wee bit and stuff, but I, I, I kind of, I think on Saturday when we were talking, I was, I was a wee bit against the pyrotechnics, but seeing the more I've sort of seen them on Twitter, and that I've I absolutely loved it, Stephen. I absolutely loved it. Just yeah. gave me that proper ultra as Italian ninety, like growing up watching like uh, Italian football. It just gave me that buzz and that, and I've just yeah. I absolutely loved it. I would agree with you there, Franny. You see what you said about the the, the ultras thing, and then you go back and uh -huh. you remember watching like the 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 Italian Italian ninety stuff. And the, if you look at the old games, remember we used to watch that program that was on Channel Four. Um, and all these teams in that were doing AC Milan was some of their stuff was incredible as well with the big bright red flares, and it does bring an element of atmosphere to it, and I think it looks fantastic. Uh, but uh, uh, as I say, it's obviously the the powers that be, so to speak. 
mm-hmm. in Europe, and they that they kind of they, they crack down hard on it, and the clubs suffer, unfortunately. Yeah, um, no, no, I agree, I agree. But, but I mean, but, I, I like it personally. I think it uh, looks incredible, and I, I think it should be allowed. But I mean, that's just I, me. Should should we maybe then be questioning sort of the stewarding and stuff, then saying how? Because it's not like one or two players are getting in with. They're getting in with, I mean, I'm not saying they're getting in with hundreds, but they're getting in with plenty. So, should can we be questioning shares going, why are they getting why you, you should be doing your job? Nah, because nah, I don't know if that's maybe just passing the buck. I don't know. Yeah, because nah, like, like, uh, you start violating because I appreciate obviously stewards. <laughs> I, was, I appreciate yeah. stewards aren't <laughs> really sort of if you trained up for that, really. Yeah, that's. I mean, you'd have to, me you'd personally, have to do full body searches and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's not sure, it's not sure. It's not just that. You imagine they implemented something like that. Uh, Celtic Park or anywhere, there's no way no. that would that would nah. ever happen. But I know nah, what you mean. Maybe. It's like, but just let fans be fans, man. Let them support the team in the way they see fit. I mean, I know that you could say there's an it, it can be quite dangerous. Can impact and, and it can impact. We've saw hands explode and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, but I it for a visual atmosphere, for a visual perspective, atmosphere and everything else, I thought it was incredible. But I don't want to dwell on that too much because no, yeah. but it looked incredible. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, me personally, I, I've been assured of some football games, and I tell you one thing: if you try the body search a fan, you get gobbled ah, no. in the mouth. <laughs> that, that's one thing that'll definitely happen. But look, I mean, amazing spectacle, amazing official performance by the group group guys. So kudos to them, and we'll move on to the actual game itself and come to yourself first, John. <coughs> Wasn't I mean? It was built up. Obviously, Celtic were in the ten on the shorts and going out for Bertie all the entertain as his word was always entertain, entertain. It, might, it might have been that entertaining but it was a workman like performance and we got through it in the end we're through to another final I think we've done Bertie proud he'd be looking down smiling what was your overall take of the game? Yeah I mean I, listen I thought it was a. It, it, I mean we, we've spoken about this as well we've saw teams Livingston done it against us recently as well and they do it very well they defend they're quite resolute and they're defending they they, they, they they, they, they do what they need to do to keep the ball away from the back of their net um, and credit to them for that. They frustrated us a lot um, throughout that game. Um, but it, it's, it's and you can see it in our game as well, like that persistence, never sort of letting go and like just continuing it, it just barrage them because something eventually it'll pay off like it did. Um, so, I mean, it's frustrating to watch um, for us, I think, as Celtic fans because we want to see that free-flowing attacking football but that kind of stifles that but I think a lot of teams we play this season because of how dominant we are on the ball. Um, if they and I've said it before, any team that opens up against us will punish them considerably. And mm-hmm. these teams know, and I've seen the way Livingston that have done it, and they know that their best bet is to sit back, hit us on a counter attack, and hopefully something falls for them. I mean, we saw chat. I think a couple of teams now have done it against us, where because we play such a high line and Hart's so far off his line, but they they're they're when they get a break because the ball is coming up and even for the halfway line they're just hitting it like they're not even taking the ball forward they're not even trying it's like they're just taking their chances and yep. St. John's playing credit to them they uh, obviously um, had a couple of chances of their own there was a couple of see this I just want to say this as well before I continue <laughs> I know we, want, we like to play out for the back right but see this passing about the back between Hart and, and, and Welsh and Vickers like that needs to be needed to just get rid stop that entirely because mind that I don't know what was it Kane I know it wasn't it Kane who was Michael it where, where it was uh, there was a moment uh, where it was passed back yeah. and then it's like yeah. Hart seen him coming like how fast is the boy 
and he's then, quick, like me. Honestly, see if if if, if he was a, a couple of settings earlier to that, that was in. I think it's and it's things like that. Try to read the situation, but because like we were saying earlier, you've got to. We're saying we've got to believe in the system. You can't just say, "Well, believe." In the I, system I appreciate that, but I mean, how many how many times has that happened as of late nah. with us passing back? And I mean, it, it's it's sometimes you're like, right, I get it. You want to play it for the back and everything else, but like, see if there's no options. Hang me. Some guys maybe need to come back, yeah, and provide an option. Like, how many times did we see Kyogo coming for the front line, yeah. right back? Uh, to pick up a ball because mm. nobody else was doing it. Like he had to come mm. move well out of position to come back just to get a touch, get an extra man, so we could try and maneuver the ball about. And that, but that shouldn't be the case. Um, mm. Bye. Anyway, I thought it was a great performance. <laughs> I, I think we've done really, really well. And you mentioned earlier, Stephen, like the the the, the, the ten um, and all that. How sometimes stars just align. Eh? Like things just happen. Like you said, you mentioned the Hibs game uh, and their number ten. You mentioned us. It was only one nothing, one zero ten. Uh, with everybody like the two teams that he wanted to play for, the one he managed and stuff like that, and the final at Hampden. Hampden, obviously, uh, a park that he is <coughs> had an affinity for, and it says it was almost like our training ground would be there that much. Uh, so, I, I mean, so, sometimes everything just happens for a reason and stars align, and I think this is just one of the things in this. It's just an, an incredible tribute to Bertie, and like that final is going to be pretty, pretty awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it will be awesome. But coming to yourself, Franny, now you made an interesting point when we actually were quite on air about you went to a pub to watch it and it kind of obstructed your view of the game. And it does go into that a wee bit more. So you went, to, you went to the pub, obviously, to watch the game. You were sitting with people. You got a different view. But when you watched it again, you got a totally different opinion. Yeah, so like I was saying to you, when I, wa- I went, obviously went out to the pub and watched it and stuff and sat with a couple of boys that obviously know. And as I said to you before we came on there, I came around thinking... It was one of your worst performances ever, and some of it was obviously been happening weeks and weeks before. Like, like the couple of boys I watched it play, like I said at one point, I was like, "In midfield, I've been poor today," which I still stand by. I, I don't. I think it was one of their poorest performances in midfield three. But then one of the boys was like, "It's been happening for months," and I'm like, "Well, it's." But I'm sitting thinking, "Has that?" Then I'm coming. I was like, "It's not really." Then. So obviously, I managed to watch it again. And I was like. I mean, we were far from outstanding, but I would probably say more to how John's analysed the game there and saying that I think teams are looking at the Livingston-type model and sitting in with St. Johnston, obviously, are a wee bit different for Livingston. Like, if you watch Livingston, they'll do that nearly every game, whereas St. Johnston, probably, like, they do like to play a wee bit more and stuff. And you've seen they did try to attack at times, which obviously helped us a wee bit in the sense that it gave us the space to do what we wanted to do. So I would I'd probably say after after <laughs> seeing it for myself and for sort of a not any outside influence if you like and stuff I was uh, I would say it was a workman like performance like you said Stephen it was just one of the games that was yeah. almost like a typical typical cup tie in the sense that mm-hmm. not necessarily end to end but it was just it was only got to be the odd goal like it was always got to be a one 0 never did I think we were actually got to lose the game. I just never seen it got to that stage in the game where you're like, this has just got somebody's got to score. Where maybe after 70 minutes, somebody's got to score. It might even be a couple of minutes left or so. I was like, but I can only see us scoring, then we might get another goal, maybe not, but it'll not be. I can never see us getting bombarded with pressure and stuff. So it was, it was probably, I don't know if you could say it was a comfy 1 0 1 because I don't think you're ever comfortable, but at 1 0. 
But no, apart from the couple of wee moments that John had sort of mentioned, there was never really <clears throat> nothing really I can remember was saying I was I was worried for a second there. I just I felt like it was we well, were always got to get the job done, but it just had that feeling uh, it was never going to be four, three, four, nothing and stuff. It got to a stage that like half time you were looking at it going, Well no, unless we score early in the second half, we're never going to run away with us. It just felt like it was going to be a one nil all day long after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that I think that's credit to St. Johnson as you guys alluded oh, to. Yeah, 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 that is. They've got to credit. Yeah, think, they, they had a plan. I think Callum Davison has them well drilled in what they're doing, and yeah. it 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 did work for the most part. Obviously, we got the final goal in the end to win the tie. But I mean, coming to yourself, John. I mean, one of the players that did live up the entertaining spectacle again is Jada, the man himself. Unreal. Unreal. He is. Unreal. He's fantastic. And the news came out obviously after that game. A Portuguese journalist. Did say Celtic want to push the button and 7.5 million euros, a wee bit higher than we all thought in terms of option to buy. But again, his importance to the team obviously lead up to the goal. It's vital, isn't it? Oh, no, definitely. He was outstanding. And some of the stuff he was doing was just incredible. Entertaining and incredible to watch. And he, he, he's, he's key, I think, for us going forward and unlocking defences as well. Because um, we need guys like that. Um, who are going to take players on and do stuff to like create space and he's he's turning people inside out for fun up here that he's like he's absolutely mm-hmm. loving it and I think it's evident in his football eh, how much he enjoys playing for us. Um, the Portuguese thing again, I take it with a pinch of salt. I think we're all I kind of. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm with John, but I'm with John. We we've we've no we've been saying it now for the best part of a couple of months. Like we have to pull the trigger in January. Uh, a Portuguese journalist picking up and saying we're going, we we we're, we're thinking about pulling the trigger and giant. It's like, well, state the obvious. Like you're not saying anything that we didn't already expect or know. Um, in terms of the the, the valuation, I think the euro to pounds thing is still kind of works out rel- relatively. Say, I mean, I, I don't Not know smart enough for that. Not <laughs> smart <laughs> enough for that. I think it's I think six and a half million is probably around about the seven million wow, euros mark. So, I mean, it, it, listen, I hope it is true. Like I said, I mentioned before when we signed uh, Jota, like I've got friends that I met at university and that from Portugal who are Benfica fans, and they're well aware of him. And they, they themselves say it would, it would be great for us and that he would he would love this playing um, for us in this league. It just it just wasn't happening for him in Benfica. He's, he's, his chances were few and far between. And the kind of talent he's up competing against uh, significantly is... Uh, is a lot different as well, so it's harder to break through for them. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think we've seen Benfica fans are obviously keeping an eye on them as well because you can see them on Twitter and all the rest of it. They're commenting and they're like, <laughs> "Who is this guy? Like, wh- where, why is he not been playing for us?" And that this is what he's capable of. And then when they find out that there's this clause and then everything else, they're like, "If we lose him, but absolute bargain at that kind of money." Because I think even mm-hmm. at this stage, he's probably worth double that easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think you could argue that. And I mean, well, I don't been... think you're getting them if I've not got that option to buy John already. agreed that fee. I don't think we're getting No, him absolutely. No, and, and, and Benfica are probably kicking themselves at the minute, too, because he's putting in the kind of performances where they're like, we could command double for this. Aye. Uh, and I think that uh, it's testament to obviously, uh, I don't know who it was that, that scouted them and all Peter that. Long. I mean, uh, listen, you're probably trying to <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, in in terms of scouting and the rest, of it, whoever, whoever it is, is obviously they, they've they've done a fantastic job. And whoever's uh, suggesting that, but if it was Angie's even better. Mm. Um, but I fa- absolutely fantastic, and 
I just want to give a shout out to Forrest as well coming on and scoring that goal because he's we've well, kind of been well I'll let you get to him then but I just thought <laughs> I just thought he was outstanding I just thought we were touching on players who had <laughs> really that's, that's, that's hold it back hold it back <laughs> look come with it yourself Ronnie. I mean he absolutely like John rinsed their right back uh, and every time the camera panned to the right back he was shouting at him all the time he was sh- <laughs> just get, getting in his face to see if he could unsettle him but did you see the cross he done towards the, the yeah, start of the game the, oh He's, as John said, he's a talent that we need to buy. Yeah, yeah, it's just like we've said numerous, numerous times. Is the type that you like to see at Parkhead? He gets bums off seats and stuff. He's that, he's that type of player, and like I like how he's like a tricky winger and stuff. Where he hit, as we've seen, he's got an end product as well with it, and not just with his assist, but his goal scoring. So it's not just he's not just a one trick pony. He has got that. You sometimes see them where oh, they've got other tricks in the world, but. The kind of cross it or the hit byland, but kind of cross it or the kind of score goals. He's 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 got it all. He's not saying the guy's world class, but for for us to get where we want to be, he's definitely player we really need to sign. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he had I had that boy in toast right back and stuff. And like you say, <laughs> boys are the boy was shouting at him, but it was just boy probably just sitting going, doesn't matter what I do here right now. He's he's got me. I just need to try something. And that, shouting and I might have done something, but. Uh, evidently, nah. another and stuff like, and what I like about Yacht, it can it can stop and stand the boy up and then go again. Like it yeah. doesn't mind just it it doesn't mind if he has to stop and just stand the boy up and go. It, it can beat guys always round. But I will say, sort of, it'd be interesting if Far was involved. Uh, I think there might have been a strong no. case for the St. Johnston go uh, nah, go getting chopped off because uh, they've been interesting, but. Equal if you want to talk about Varwood, I've had a red cat for St. Johnston, so they say these things even themselves up. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, don't, I think don't get him started, don't get him started. There's no point saying like it's it's stating obvious saying Jot is a deal we need to get done, it's stating obvious, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Sometimes I think for the Celtic board, need a plaster to their faces to get it done. Ah, do you know what I mean? And I've seen the, the release that a wee snippet of the Christmas ad, the, the, um, yeah, some people yeah. fire, fire email. Whoever's doing the media, that is a blinder, they yeah, with that one. And on, on the ladder thing, the Posse Cogdu's holding down, it says Jada. So uh, you never know what's this face. Uh, but I mean, we'll come well, on do, to the do you, think, the do you think that you think this advert, you, you, are you implying that this advert is subliminal? Well, oh, but, could oh, be. I like how they were like man of the match Saturday, uh, player, of the, uh, player of the month, month. Uh, Monday, and then entertainer of the month, uh, entertainer of the whatever, tomorrow. I was like, that's an absolute blinder. The media guys, yeah, the media this season has been fantastic. I just want to point that out as well. As somebody who does all yeah. that kind of stuff, I, I appreciate it like that. I really enjoy it. We appreciate you. We've got to get a big <laughs> argument on, on the podcast here about it, John. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll come on to the, the man of the moment. And as you rightly said, John, to bring him up, was James Forrest, the guy who I, I still can't believe that some elements of the Celtic support haven't took to him or support him like everyone else does. He's won, I've seen 19 trophies. I think that's, the stat said, one trophy in every 22 games over his career. And it's fantastic. And he oh, comes on after, after being out of out for injury for a long period of time. He's come back. And the whole Abada thing, where are you standing on that? Because... For me, a bad is still off the boil. Would you keep James Forrest in now after his goal? 
I think I think Forrest want, wants a start in the next game. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have anything against Abada, but I I was quite surprised that Abada started ahead of Forrest uh, on Saturday. Um, and I, I mean, I think we'd all assumed, based on especially Angie's comments as well, um, pre-game that uh, Forrest would maybe be in for, for a start. Um, and, but again, Abada's still a young guy. I think he, we can see the talent he's got, but he's still... I start, he's, he's still a lot of development to do to be before he's anywhere near a finished article, but he's he certainly I think he'll come good for us in, 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 in uh, over the years. Um, but Forrest, as you mentioned, he, he's he's experienced. He's he's probably one of the, if not the most experienced player on the team at the minute, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of term length of service and stuff like that. Um, so I, I mean, I think his experience is invaluable, uh, and he showed what he's capable of again when he came on. He's he was cutting inside. He, he was he was he was being a little bit more uh, an attacking threat than Abada. I thought I thought Abada was practically non-existent on Saturday. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's doing to him no playing well or whatever. Like he's he's no good enough. I think it's a case St Johnson just kind of shot him out, and we we had a lot of focus on the left because Jota was doing damage. Uh, Abada wasn't really getting an opportunity to come into the game like that, but um, when he did, it, I mean, as I said, St. Johnson done what he needed to do, he defended quite well uh, and they kept him quiet, uh, but when Forrest came on, you seen the difference uh, and the, the fresh legs, and it just brought a wee bit more energy, I think, in the team and <coughs> obviously, bless you, and obviously, <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's got his reward uh, through getting that goal, and he, he, he had, uh, that goal is the one that sent us through to the final, so I thought it was a great performance. I, I expect him to sort of kick on a bit and, and start playing a wee bit more regularly now going forward. Eh? Yeah, I, th- I think you make a great point in terms of Abada, John. He was shut out. They doubled up on him and the way they were sitting deep as well, it was hard for him to use his pace. He doesn't have a trick, so he relies on his pace to get in behind. So that was kind of not for him that game. But coming to you, Ab Franny, about Forrest, I mean, he came on, he scored a vital goal, as John said, most experienced probably in the team along with McGregor. And I think going forward, especially in this title chase as people are calling it we need that experience we need them players who've been over the line i know that's a, a used phrase from other people but it's true you need that know-how and about is still 20 still learning he, he will come good i'm sure but i mean he scored five goals seven assists already which is fantastic but yeah do you think james forrest warrants his starts now i think so. i mean i was like john i was expecting him to start on saturday and a lot yeah. of that was based on angie's comments are usually usually a clue in when the manager starts talking about a player that's coming back for injury and things like that. It's maybe a wee clue into I'm starting, but then Ross obviously made a good point on the group chat. He's obviously been out for this wasn't just a be sort of a four, four or five week injury that Forrest's been out for. He's been out for God since Feb, February or something. I think it's been out for a good part of the, the year. And uh, so Ross actually made a good point that it's a semi final. We didn't really expect Forrest to come in and that, but it, it just showed that. He's a big game player. He, he scores big, big game goals, and it, and he done it again and stuff. And I think he showed without actually sounding like I'm digging out a bad because I'm, I'm just, I think a bad will come good. He's just he's off the ball. He's raw. He's off the boil, but his sort of numbers is is good for being raw and off the boil. And uh, so I think he, I think he'll be good for for a bad. Just showing him this is what you need if you want to succeed at this club. This is a level you need to get to. And I think just in that sort of wee brief, wasn't really a cameo performance for us, but uh, his performance, it showed that what what Abada needs to do. And I mean, that sounds silly when Abada's got 
12 sort of goal contributions already at the season. Sounds stupid saying that, but I think don't Forrest think it is. Will be, I don't think it is. I think, I, th- I think Forrest will be good for a badder. It could either be the making or breaking of a badder because a badder could maybe just go into shell. I don't know what type of character it is, but it doesn't look that type. He looks a confident. never seems to shy away from the ball regardless of how poor a game is. But I think a badder potentially is also sort of a... He's suffering a bit for how well Jota's playing and we're maybe more inclined to go down the left so he's not seen much of the ball and stuff but so he could it could be sort of things like that but and I th- I, I do he obviously is 20-year-old so he's got a bit of growing to do I think he needs maybe he needs to bulk up a wee bit so like I say he's not got that trick so he's losing his pace so he's also got to need a wee bit of muscle to hold boys off like mm-hmm. to shove boys away instead of them just shoving <clears> him off and stuff but I think the return the forest could be very tight. I think Postacoglu's handled it well. He's no rushing them back again. A bad has helped with no rushing them back because a lot bad has not been brown at times. He's still contributed to help yeah. probably delay, if you like, uh, Forrest coming back. So I'd expect in the next sort of in the next few games Forrest to play and stuff. Certainly, certainly the European game coming up might not play in the league game, just maybe drop him for that and then slowly sort of introduce him a wee bit, but I, I can see Forrest playing a lot more regular going forward. Mm-hmm. I think as well, it's right to point out Abada, we're not jumping on him here, it's just obviously nah, nah, the fact that nah. Forrest, the experienced player, maybe we should, Stephen, because apart from Barkas, it works alright for us if we jump on somebody. Well, um, we'll, see, we'll see what happens, but he's, he's doing the exact same thing with Julian. Uh, Francis, mm-hmm. not rushing him back, and, he, and as late as that interview, he said he'll be back soon, he doesn't want to rush that time period in case he comes back gets injured, but there's one other player I want to touch upon before we move on to other things, because I know John's busting to talk about a certain subject, but we'll get there, and that's obviously... <laughs> Yeah, you. <laughs> and that's yeah. obviously the the fact we saw Jason McCarthy come on. I think it was for like 15, 16 minutes, around about that. Mm. But for me in that game anyway, John, I thought he, he showed calmness, or a presence. He played the ball well. He played short passes. And if he plays like that, I would put him ahead of Beaton. What, what about what about you? No. No, yet. No, I mean, Beaton has made that position his at the minute. I think that he's came in and since we started playing him in that role, he, he's been superb for us. I think he's not put a foot wrong. So I don't think it would be fair for you to start playing uh, McCarthy in that role ahead of Beaton at this stage. Same reason that we, we, we wouldn't out, out Ralston for the position he's in um, in favour of Juranovic because Ralston's not put a foot wrong. He's been solid. Um, When he came on, he did make a couple of mistakes. Let's like he almost cost us uh, with a pass back, but um, I mean, listen I, again. He, I think he's still somebody who's adjusting to the style of play. I don't think it's a style of football he's used to. Um, but I think Ange is the kind of guy that will get the best out of guys in time. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, I mean he certainly looks a, a more assured player when he came on then than he did previously. Uh, yeah. I think as time as time goes on. We'll probably start to see him get, or rather, we'll see us getting the best out of him uh, as he starts to sort of adapt to a wee bit more and things like that. But it's difficult to say. But I, I think it's way too early for us to start talking about like, excuse me, getting rid of Beaton or anything <laughs> like that. Honestly, yeah. man, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I Listen, get what you mean. I, I, I'm just going to say this, right? This we're not live, but. It's like these things, like, you just need to take it. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, excuse you, John. But, but like, I mean, I, I get the whole, obviously, I meant to jump the gun by saying he's a start ahead, ahead of me, Tom Franny, but more what I'm alluding to, I want to see him start a game because I was one of the guys who was like, why have we given him a four-year date? He came on the pitch against um, St. Johnson. He, he did look assured, but John's right to point out he made a back pass and nearly cost us a goal. But apart from that, he, he was a presence and, for me, a common influence in the midfield when B-Tom was obviously shipped back to centre-back because Stephen Wells went off injured. But what's your, what was your take on his, his cameo performance, to say the least? I was I was impressed with it. Just obviously that pass aside, like I thought it was very calm. It was similar to how when he came on against Fenix Varos as well and that he, he kind of just he settled us down. He dictated the... the the tempo of the sort of the game and stuff, just exactly what you need to see you through a game. And I probably would start him, but I probably would start him in the next game if he's, he's fat. I just think his experience, I mean, Beaton, you can see he's been Beaton has played about 250 games in 10 years. Like Beaton, I know what, like Beaton has been good since he came in and played in the centre midfield, but we can't really, I just, I can't be looking at Beaton as going forward as being in the Celtic team. This guy, like, he's actually drew a testimonial and now he played 250 games, I don't think. It's mental. I just, I, I, I would be playing McCarthy, but McCarthy needs to turn up. He needs to turn yeah. up and show that he deserves to be in the team. I get that. I, yeah. I know what John's saying with sort of a, like, Juranovic and the Ralston one. I think that's totally, totally different because Ralston has been an 8 out of 10. Nearly every week, where Beaton's he's been a six and a half. Nah, he's been he's been all right. That midfield position, I thought it was I thought it was poor. Yeah, he said it was bad. I would never play him in defence. But as a midfielder, no, 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 I agree there. But I thought it was I thought it was poor on Saturday. I thought it was actually really poor on Saturday. Beaton, Beaton, wow, I thought it was bad on Saturday. Too many people in the pub, Franny. I just didn't think it was one of his better games. Here, but look, one of, obviously topical issues, and we had Nick Walsh again as the referee, John, and Stephen Wells well, got a bad. time for this. I'm going to put the kit. Keep it short. Keep it short. Stephen Wells got a bad dunk to the head, elbow. Do you think it should have been a red? Yes. Right. Can he be anything else? Is that all you're going to be? No, see, Nick, Nick, somebody needs to just take Nick Walsh's referee. Do they even have licenses? Whatever it is that he's got that deems him qualified to referee a high level game in the SPFL needs to be. It needs to be completely revoked. He needs to be taken off him and never given back. And he just needs to go back to the job centre and do something else because he is I think that absolutely. That was the worst refereeing decision this weekend. I don't listen. I'd, it was the oh, worst, well, yeah. one of the worst performances I've seen. That was bad. And by the way, not just oh, as a Celtic fan. Like... Oh, <laughs> listen, he didn't get me started on him. <laughs> but see, Nick Walsh, he, last time we played St. Johnson, he was the referee. We had that incident with Vickers mm-hmm. and Kane. Mm-hmm. Kane assaulted the man, right? Vickers retaliated, and rightly so. I mean, you've just been volleyed in the fucking stomach. Like, you're going to get up, you're going to react. I, ch- I challenge anybody who gets volleyed in the stomach to no react. And yet, Kane only gets booked, and Vickers gets booked as well, right? Mm. Absolutely mind-boggling decision. And then he does the exact same again this time. Um, who was it? It was a... Uh, 
Kyogo. Kyogo got booked. Yeah. Ah, I'm still trying to work out what he got booked for. I'm pretty sure yeah, so the boy. <laughs> he, I don't know what he got booked for. Like he got he got dragged down to the ground, right? And while he was on the ground, it looked like he got stamped on. Now whether it was deliberate or not, he got stood on, right? Ah. Kyogo, uh, who is probably I know he maybe likes to get a wee bit in people's faces and stuff like that, but he's not an aggressive player. And I don't think we can see that's not the type of guy that he is. And for him to get up as quick as he did and then give the guy a shove. Uh, by the way, Nick, aye, uh-huh. Nick Walsh was standing right next to him and kind of had his arm out and was like, look, come on. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he goes and books Kyogo. Anyway, for what? Yeah. Explain uh-huh. it to me. I, why? I'd, I'd love to actually just sit in the room with Nick Walsh and I just I would just like to hear um actually and just with a straight face explain what he's doing. It doesn't seem like he's got any idea how to referee a game of football. I don't think he understands the rules fully. And by the way, as a St. Johnson fan, you should be absolutely raging as well because towards the end of that game, he was just chucking about yellow cards to anybody for anything. Uh, it was absolutely ridiculous. I'm I'm convinced yeah. he's 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 texted his pal at half time and I'm 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 making this accusation right. He's texted his pal at half time and tell him booting points in, in play. <laughs> this is how corrupt I think he is. This is how useless and corrupt I think he is. It wouldn't surprise me. He's absolutely at it because there's no logical or reasonable explanation for doing what he's done. <laughs> it's baffling. Unless somebody's profiting off it. Uh. It's it, it's absolutely baffling. Well, the, I mean, the, the SPFL will be because you don't get like fines if you get X amount of bookings in a match or something. So they might be profiting at that. Listen, let's not go the SPFL either. The, I, the I, I, place tap to bottom referees <laughs> and everybody that runs the SPFL wait, wait, is wait corrupt tell, to the core. Wait till you tell John you were talking about Stephen Wilson and no Nicky Wilson. <laughs> I'm just talking about the referee <laughs> and how shocking it was. And I, it brings I, me I'm back also... again. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, go cut me. Please cut me. <laughs> cut me off before I put myself uh-huh. in a bigger, a deeper hole. It's just you saying that. It's mental you saying that. And, uh, he didn't actually hear the worst referee performance this weekend. You are. Well, listen, listen. Let's be. The, Madden thing aside, right? Did you mean thing aside? He actually booked the boy for getting pushed off a fan. Got sent them off. He sent them off. Uh, it was a second booking to send them off. Oh. Listen, I never seen that incident, so I can't no. comment on it. If I'd have seen it, I'd, I'd probably hear what to say. But the Aberdeen boy if, if, got pushed if, off a fan, and then I mean, the, the feeling went like that towards him, and then the player got booked. Die. Wow. He was obviously he was chasing a ball down, and then. Obviously, just momentum tearing him over the advertising boards towards the crowd. And then the boys leaning over the sort of stand and pushes him. And then the Aberdeen boy kind of like just walks towards him and shouts in his face and then gets booked and sent off. <laughs> this just for them. Hey, well, this, what, what, yeah, this is why we have to say that. Do you know what that, that just reinforces the point I've made <laughs> repeatedly about the fact that these guys aren't qualified and. Uh. I mean, we can we can go over this and uh, listen. I'm not going to just. It, it might be annoying for people yeah. to listen to, right? But see, mm-hmm. any anytime we see refereeing performances like this, I think we, as fans we need to call it out. We need to start oh, calling it out. We can't just fucking. Well, and quite rightly so. If that's the kind of shit he's doing, but I mean, like, we can't just sit back and then just go, "It's his job" or whatever the case is, because that's not his job. He's not doing his job. Yeah. 
Mm. And by the way, that the fact a fan has put his hands on a player is shocking as well. I hope yeah. was the fan ejected. I like I hopefully Stuart got hold of him. I don't know. I mean, he got point out. <laughs> but I mean, I get you're just reinforcing the fact that these referees are absolutely useless. And I the, the, there's a, but Bobby Madden aside, right? Nick Wall should never referee another game of Scotland again. Uh-huh. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even trust him to put him in charge of like amateur football. <laughs> he is dire. He's hopeless. <laughs> Completely. And half the fence, John. Half the fence. Right. He's sitting on that big time. Yeah, he's from the to get skills. To get the skills in that arse he has. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably on it. I did go on a bit and I, I like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I genuinely feel strongly about it. Like, it, 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 it sickens me. It genuinely does. <laughs> And we can we could we need to watch the same pitch again and again and again. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I need a drink. <laughs> I mean, unless you have anything to add, Franny, we'll move on. <laughs> I thought I thought you had a good game, the ref. Oh gee, please don't. Please don't. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. But here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, what's <laughs> But here, look, look, <laughs> we all know it's done. Semi final weekend's done. Hamden's going to be green away. Celtic and Hibs final, 19th of December, 3 pm kickoff. It's one we're all looking forward to. And we'll turn our head towards Europe, guys. And we face a Germany to face a Germany, face a trip to Germany, Francis. That, that's better, isn't it? Yeah. Against Leverkusen, who kind of smashed his first game. But at the end of the game, anyway, off getting into a final. Do you, do you think we'll get a result? How are you feeling? What, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, one thing I'm confident of is we'll score because we've scored in every sort of away European tie, I think, this season. And we've always yep. scored early in the European ties as well. So I think that's a positive. You can look at it and say we always start well and stuff. So I'm confident we'll score. Obviously, when you sent out, we discussed what we're going to uh, talk about, obviously, that this upcoming game, I looked into it. Sort of, I briefly looked into Leverkusen's fixtures and like the last nine fixtures since we we played them, they've only won three, and they've drew a couple and lost some, and they're conceding goals. But they obviously look at the isolation. They've lost to Dortmund, lost to Bayern, eh, no, lost to Wolfsburg and lost to Bayern and things like that, which plenty teams will probably do. But they seem to be shipping goals, so that's maybe something we maybe need to look on. I've read a couple of things online, not necessarily just today, but through ever since we played them, where their keeper's not been great. I find that hard to believe after what's in the park. Kid, that their keeper's not been great because it was an absolute world beater that day. Outstanding game, man. Uh, so I find unless that was always that was his own one and only good game. So fingers crossed. But I th- it's going to be difficult, Stephen, to get something out of the game when you can only base it on what we've seen in the first, obviously not the first leg, but the first time playing them. Uh, they're getting beat for nothing at home, so. I would say on that evidence, you would say it's a nigh impossible job to go and expect to even get a draw there. But we're in a lot better place now. We're playing a yeah. lot better. We're not as open. We're as a as a defensive unit. We're a lot better. It may be impacted. I don't know how fat uh, uh, Welsh has got to be. I'm assuming he's got to be okay. I don't think. It, I don't know if it was maybe just a concussion type thing he was taking off for at the weekend. Um, I don't know if Starfield's got to be back, but I wouldn't suspect. I wouldn't really expect him to go straight in, considering it was a hamstring injury. So 
providing obviously Welsh is fit, I think I'd be we are as a team in a bit in a better place and as a unit in a better place. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm slightly optimistic, Stephen, but would I be surprised if we caught turned over again? No, because I don't think Lever Leverkusen are clearly a good team. So yeah. it's it's uh, I, I don't know, Stephen. I, I'm conf- as I say, I'm confident we'll score simply based on what we've done. We've done it every other round, so it will just depend. Hopefully, like the other games we've scored first, but it gives you something to build on. So it's one of them. Th- I will either get the result, whether that be a win or a, a draw, that we need to to sort of keep the the sort of campaign alive in the Europa proper, if you like. But equally. Wouldn't they be surprised if the thunder's over again just based on how they played against us at Parkhead? And see, to be fair, I don't think that's being negative. It's being realistic. Mm. Many yeah. people, obviously, are like, Southern will win, Southern will win, blah, blah, blah. But you have to be realistic. John, we're playing Leverkusen. Do you know I mean? A, a brilliant team with some fantastic young talent. And obviously, Frimpong plays them as well. But one thing, one game that gives me confidence is the Real Batiste game over in Spain. Mm-hmm. We actually played really well that game. And just unfortunate we didn't obviously hold on to get the win. But does that give you confidence, John? If we replicate that type of performance, it'll be at least a free scoring game anyway, for the neutral. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, 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 I mean, Franny made some good, good points there. And I think, like he says, there's been considerable time since the last time we played Damon now. And we've certainly progressed since then. And mm-hmm. it, at least on paper, it seems if you look at Leverkusen's recent results, they've regressed yeah. to an extent. Um, but I, I do want to say this, right? The scoreline certainly looked far more favourable for Leverkusen in that game than it actually was, because I think for large spells of that, we were pretty dominant. And like you said, Franny, if it wasn't for their keeper, that game could have been entirely a different result, a different scoreline altogether. Um, I think it, we're definitely going to see a couple of goals either side. Um, I think um, if we defend as well as we have been, we could be enough to sort of... Um, shut them out a wee bit more uh, and if we were, were as creative as we have been like I think any team that comes to us and leaves themselves open in any way shape or form is susceptible to, to, to conceding uh, I think we've got enough about us to score goals which is something we've not been able to say for quite a wee while now um, but I, I, I mean I'm confident I, I think if we can play to the, the way we know we can play and we can start we can get into rhythm and we can stop them playing um, then I, I can see us picking up a result and like I said, that, that that game, the first game against Leverkusen, I think it's harsh to say. I mean, we did get turned over in terms of the result. It, it certainly looked more favourable. But I, I, again, I thought for large spells of that game, we were we were very impressive. Uh, and on another day, that referee has a uh, that referee. See, I'm still, <laughs> still it's still annoying me. That that goalkeeper <laughs> that goalkeeper has a has a bad game. Um, then that's an entirely different result altogether. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we'll do enough about us to maybe to take. I, I think we'll concede, but I think we'll score, uh, and I think we, we could nick the three points. Confident. And give us your lineup prediction and score prediction, John. Uh, probably the exact same uh, starting lineup. Assuming Welsh is all right uh, against St Johnson, but I would start Forrest on the right ahead of Abada. Score. Three two Celtic. Oof. Franny, go ahead. No comfy 2 nils for this one. <laughs> nah, definitely not comfy 2-0. <coughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm the same as John. I think it'll be the same. Providing, obviously, Welsh's injured, obviously, that's going to depend on lot, but it didn't look serious I'm going off. So I'm, I'm hoping he's got to be he's got to be fit for it. So, yeah, pretty much 
Same team as Saturday with Forrest starting the right. Personally, I would start McCarthy, but I just don't see it happening. I, I think, I think he'll say, I, I, I'm more than confident Beaton will be starting uh, in the midfield. And I'll go for a 2-2, a, a two, two, I think. 2-2? Two, two. A comfortable 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> no, comfortable, no, no, comfortable 2-2. <laughs> for me, Wells comes back in, obviously, if he gets mm. through the head knock. I think McCarthy will start dropping Beaton out, and I think Forrest will start on the right, and I'll go a free eight draw, an entertaining free scoring game. Free eight. Everybody's got an entertaining free... game. Everybody's uh, got an entertaining game right now. I just, I just have a, f- a funny feeling this game's going to erupt. Do you know what I mean? It's going uh, to be like just all over. Potential. Like. It's got the potential. Yeah. And as you said, it's key if we want to stay in the Europa League proper in terms of getting through to the next stage so if we get a result and Batiste kind of slip up against Furnace Faros who knows we could be in that competition yeah. after Christmas and setting up a league conference but sure that brings us to the end of the show guys but as you always know the quiz is here and it's between Franny and John and he just dips his head down slowly he doesn't want to do it but, but he, he's into it it's five questions and the first to three you, you know the drill again you're well, well rehearsed in this I'm, I'm, I'm so convinced I'm, I'm, it's like a guaranteed loss. No, me and Anthony last week was embarrassing. Then the bet the old one. <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. To be right. fair, can I just comment on that, Stephen? <laughs> Listen, see, bear in mind, right? You're going, oh, come on, like you, because you know, yeah, you know, know that. <laughs> but if you were asked these questions as well, I think a lot of people were kind of going, like I was sitting when I was watching it back, I couldn't get answers either. Know that that's surprising to anybody who watches, <laughs> but I mean, I think a lot of people would have generally struggled with some of the questions because there are no immediate, there are no answers that people immediately know. But you're like that. Come on, come on! Oh, you gonna like? <laughs> it made me laugh because I was like, "You're sitting with the answers in front of you. Of course, you know them." It's not even that, John. I had, I had the teams in that four. Party, 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 party again. Come on, <laughs> let that Franny, let that go, let that go. <laughs> You're not getting that back, no chance, right? I'm just trying to leave we'll this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fire in here. First question What minute did James Forrest score a goal at the weekend? 72. Nope, 76th. No, one more guess, Franny. 75. No, 73rd minute, both wrong. I said something for Oh, did you? Right, sorry. See, there, right, there's this right after a great start, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> One nil, Bradley. How many uh, trophies has James Forrest won for Celtic? 19. 2 0. Right. <laughs> let me get let me get the second one here. Not not for not prepared here, boys. Is ready. And no. what number does Celtic wearing their shorts? 10. Ten. I said Joe got that. I joke got that because I was lazy there, eh? I was like, Dad. <laughs> Yo, you G- give me that one. James, Maca- <laughs> James McCarthy played for another Scotty's club, which was it? Hamilton. Three one. Look, see how easy that was this week for you. That was Instead close. Of out- that was <laughs> close. <laughs> I, that's the next one. I'll beat him four one. <laughs> I'm telling you, by the way, that was that was close. I will. I mean, you didn't even. I mean, you didn't even attempt, did you? I didn't hear you once. No? Right, okay. I'm only waiting up. I'm only waiting up. When, 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 when you hear it back, you want I think I'm going to lose it anyway. 
I'm glad you're saying that. <laughs> well, like, but I'm, just, I'm just saying that Hamilton was I could be acting the big shot and got it fucking wrong. I just want to say, and obviously the people who are watching this applies to you. Again, if you're liking what you're seeing on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell, you'll be notified when we go live. I mean, we're growing, as I always say. We've smashed 500, we're on 520 now, so the journey to 1,000 starts now, fellas, and hopefully it'll be a quick one. We'll get there quickly, and again, it's the end of the podcast. Have you enjoyed this one? Ah, it's been good. It's been good, mate. Been good. Nah, it's good to be back on. And a final, yeah. it's not to like... Exactly. Positive <laughs> podcast. Minus the referee rant, it was positive. Lads positive. <laughs> and as we know, Hamden will be green and white on the 19th of December. And that's a fantastic thought. And also, again, for people who are listening and watching, take advantage of the 20% off. Come up to Christmas. A great gift idea for family, for friends. Whoever really does take advantage of it, it's there for you. And until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>